Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com on the local 12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on local12.com on the local 12 news app. Welcome into the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast from ESP Media. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with James Rapine from SI.com, who's back in studio after a hiatus. It's good to see you two. We're going to get to you the bottom of that. You guys have never looked better. And Tony Be Pike, the real quarterback, is is here alongside as well. After a uh, 1917 Bengals loss, we'll talk some Bengals in NFL. We'll talk some college football, where who knows if Ohio State gets the requisite number of Ooh. games in, which could help. The UC Bearcats. I'll tell you who didn't help the UC Bearcats. SMU. SMU did not help oh. at all. That was ugly. I think I saw one point thirty-eight to seven. They were yeah, down to forty-five seven at halftime. Yeah, that was. What that studio was, are we in? That today? was nasty. We're in the Zach Taylor's now four twenty-two and one okay. studio. Oh, 12 and one in games decided by less than seven points. Studio. Okay. It's a, kind of a sub studio. Oh, one thirteen and one. I thought. No, it, it's in one score games. He's one in games oh, of seven points. I, I like to do seven I like, points. I like, oh, I, I like see. I like to do the zero on that oh. side of the equation. Yes, because if you okay. remember, they beat Jacksonville this yeah. year, thirty-three eight. twenty-five, eight. eight, and they lost yeah. a game last year by eight. That's why the one thirteen and one in one score games come into play. Sneaky devil. Yeah, well, how if you about keep that? Keep it at six and under because that's a score. We can't. We can't trust field goals or two point conversions. That's, that's a good point. I, I, I don't. I don't know where to start. That game was a debacle. This organization is a debacle. Let's start with. Uh, I guess let's start with with Brandon Allen. Um, that's a that's a great <laughs> leaping off point. Well, I mean, can we just because real, real quick because he has to start. He's going to start this next game too. We have to watch another week quick, of Brandon Allen. Real quick, we have went from this show to the highs of high of being able to talk about Joe Burrow in the future. Yep. So we just let off a show with Brandon at the Allen. end of November talking about Brandon Allen. Here's my question. How many quarterbacks will oh. start for the Bengals between now and the end of the year? Oh, man. Two. I may even go three. I may even, We may even get one, one Kevin Hogan appearance. And actually, I remember a couple years ago, he came in. It was, it was it great. Was Hugh Jackson Brown. It was, it was the A.J. Green Hail Mary game. That, that's exa- and it was close until yes. that play. Kevin Hogan was great. And his athleticism is different than these other two yeah. guys. He can run a yeah. little bit. You'd have to change your offense for him, though, and that that's not going to take place. Yeah, yeah, why why mess with Let's, success? We're that's getting right. way too that's ahead right. of us. This is too advanced yes. already. I change need to, our yeah. offense. I need to. You I mean, need Joe to sit Burrow's down. not there. Still? I, I'd like. To, I'd like to have some semblance of offense. All right. So, so in yesterday's game, there's a couple Wait, things. You're not going to get it. Go ahead. There's a couple things. You know, Brandon Allen's awful, and he locked on to receivers too long, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also again watching schematically guys not able to get open. The run game had been effective, and it's not like all of a sudden you have a bunch of new parts on the offensive line. I think you would agree that you probably put your five best offensive linemen out there. That's not that's not a great thing, but I think you probably put your five best offensive linemen on the field yesterday, and you couldn't run the ball an ounce. Take out the Geo 15-yard draw and Sean Williams' 7-yard uh, run on the fake punt. They had 18 yards rushing otherwise. How is that? I, I don't get that. You're well, going to lose every game like that. Yes. Every single game, and I don't know – what they were expecting, but when Brandon Allen is your quarterback, I don't care if you're playing Moeller. You're going to have to run the ball. Yeah. And in in they, it seemed like they were just expecting. All right, we're going to go empty. They went empty on the, on the first very strike. first play. Or was it the first play? Very I knew first, it was the first play. Time. And I, I was like, oh, I guessed. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's just, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know how you wouldn't have a, a commitment to the run game. Now that being said, the Giants' one strength, I think, is is, defense, is defending the run. Yes, is is defending the run. But 
Going in, you knew. And the thing is, Samaj Piran didn't get a carry. No. Trevion Williams. He's been playing really well. Why aren't you getting these guys in the mix and involved? Because maybe something does happen. We we see this across the league every, every week almost. A running back emerges and has a big week. The Steelers have had two or three different running backs this year have big weeks. Uh, it's I, I think Zach Taylor tries to to outthink the room sometimes. And, yep. And, and that's uh, well, when you're dropping Brandon Allen back 30 times. Yes. And 30, a, 31, technically, because he got sacked twice and threw 29. So in, yes. in, a, in a basically a one-score game throughout, when your defense is playing really well, that's a recipe for disaster. It's yeah. the same coach that had Joe Burrow on average dropping back 41 times a game. Actually, more than that. That was his yeah. pass attempts. Dropping yes, back yes. probably 40, and, I think 46 times on And on, on pace. And, 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 and the Washington game was the same because they weren't down 21 points. You were always in a, in, a, in a game. You were in control. And I look at the game yesterday, and it drives me nuts because the announcers for the game, well, they're putting eight in the box. They're putting eight in the box. You're going to have to throw the ball. Oh, were the Bengals not putting seven or eight in the box? Yes. The New York Giants ran the ball 42 times. 42 times. Against a stacked box. <laughs> If you take away and and they were it wasn't like they ran for six yards of carry but yes. it was no. three and four and if, two and five. If and you three take away Brandon four. Allen's four rush attempts and the Sean Williams rush attempt, that would be five. This team ran the ball ten times in an NFL football game that Brandon Allen was starting. It's crazy, and it was a one possession in a one game. possession game. It was close. The that time. to me that that is that it's, it's gross negligence. Like how in the world is a head coach because. There's, there's one of two things. Either you're like, hey, I'm not worried. I got, I got an excuse because Joe Burrow's not out. Because to me, the next six games were kind of a, a scale of, okay, can, can Zach Taylor coach or not? Let's take away Joe Burrow. And he failed miserably on the first, first attempt. That game plan offensively yesterday, when you get a special teams touchdown mm-hmm. on, the, on the kickoff, mm-hmm. when you execute a fake punt, when Kevin Huber has a good day, when your defense, I mean, granted you're playing against Colt McCoy, for most of the second half, when your defense gives up under 20 points and you as an offensive guru can't find a way to score points and move the ball? Look look around the NFL. Sean Payton has revamped his whole offense and is 2-0 with Taysom Hill at quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons. The interesting part to him, too, is it's not just Taysom Hill. Remember last year, Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think he revamped the offense for Teddy Bridgewater, but backup quarterback came in, did quite fine. We, We talked last week, Matt Rule with P.J. Walker. Revamps the offense. No McCaffrey. Do they make excuses? Nope. They found a way to go get a win. 20 to nothing. Teams across the NFL. Good teams. The Cleveland Browns are 8-3, and three, and Baker Mayfield continues to be terrible, but they're 8-3 and three because they can out-scheme and they can out-coach. There and is, they've, they've decided what their team identity and strength is, correct. which are the two running backs. And, 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 and that's where I was going to go with this. At, at 422-1, I have no idea what the team's identity and still is. And that's and the I thing still, we've talked about. And I still don't know what this team does really well or what Zach Taylor does really well. And that's where I would go back to if there was somebody that was that buffer in between him and ownership in the front office, mm-hmm. that person, which I think they call him a general manager. I think that's what they call that person. It's <laughs> a weird title. That person at this point would have to go to him and say, listen, I still like you as a head coach. I do think guys are playing for you, all those things, but you can't call plays any longer. You're going to have to take – somebody else has to get, get have a shot at doing that because it's not working. And I think that therein lies the problem. As the head coach, he can't tell himself the play caller – hey, somebody else needs to do this, it's not working. And so that part to me, until that changes, I just don't know I don't know what to expect. And, I, don't, I don't know what to, I, we, to, we, to, to we think. We got ourselves caught up in the greatness of Joe Burrow. And we started to talk, well, the offensive line was okay this game. And we started <laughs> acting like they were great. Like we, we started tricking ourselves because of what Joe Burrow was doing for this team. 
And from when he went out against Washington. And Ryan Finley holds the ball too long. And, and Brandon Ryan Allen Finley, locks on to receivers too and long. And what we saw yesterday, yeah. like, one, Ryan Finley's career is done because if he can't play over Brandon Allen and, and right he, after the – And he can't. And right after the game, Zach Taylor doubles down on Brandon yeah. Allen. Like, okay. Like, it's Miami. I mean, it's – it's and, and again, Miami's a good San Francisco's whole roster is depleted, finds a way to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New England Patriots beat a good Arizona team, find a way to win. The Dolphins, who were in shambles last year at this time, are 11 and a half point favorites against the Bengals because you know what? Brian Flores can coach. And, and that's what I, 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 a podcast I do with Rick Boring after the game uh, last night, that, that's kind of where I went with it. I, I said, you know, I don't know if there's a tangible way to define this of how coaches can sometimes coax a team to win. All I know is Zach Taylor cannot do that. Mm-hmm. The four twenty-two and one, and the results in the one-score games prove that. And so, I don't, I, I don't know how you fix that other than removing that issue. I mean, there's just some coaches that find ways to win. Bill Belichick has a roster that's crap, probably the crappiest Terrible. roster ever, and they're going to probably end up somewhere around five hundred with a crap. This team isn't even going to finish with four wins. No, we're so, not going to finish with three wins. So I guess as a fan, what do you hang on to at this point? The hope that the organization realizes that they need to go in a different oh, direction. Man. But that's a hell that, of a hope, bro. It, it is. It is. Because I, I, someone told and I don't know if it's true, someone told me that they think Zach is, is back and Zach was told he was back. I think he is back. And, and, and so th- that's a nightmare because here's the thing. Zach Taylor has shown you little, like little to nothing. I guess if you want to count the Titans win, I guess, as a flash. Brian Flores that happens. finished five. Occasionally in this league, you get a flash. And Flores it was a perfect fin- storm. Bad, yeah. bad pass rush. Yeah. All, Flo- all Flores finished five and four last year in Miami. Right? Like Down the all stretch. these coaches that we're talking about flashed, but not for a game, for six games, for eight games. So my expectation going into yesterday for Zach Taylor was simple. Okay, well, you and your staff, for the first time since coming to Cincinnati, you're going to have to outcoach your opponent. You don't have the better quarterback. You don't have the better running back or, or offensive line or defense. You don't. You don't. Can you out-scheme them? Can you find a way? Can you out-game manage them? And the answer was no. And the answer over the next couple of weeks is probably going to be no down the final stretch of the season. But if not, then show it, Zach. Show that you can overcome right. something. Because right. you know you know what? I can find th- – there are 50 coaches in Cincinnati that would love to coach Joe Burrow. <laughs> that that would sign up for being head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, sure. making multi-million dollars, and, and calling plays for Burrow. And guess what? He's going to make them look good the same way he made Zach look good at times just, this year. And that that's the problem is what is he by himself? I, I know what Belichick is by – and he's the greatest he coach ever. What, what it, yeah, all these coaches – I know what Andy Reid is by the, himself – Oh, Pete Carroll? Can yeah. Zach Taylor right. elevate? Right. Can Zach Taylor elevate? N- nobody. No. no one. Like, he doesn't make anyone. And that's the problem. Like, outside of, oh, we're going to give Joe Burrow plays that Joe Brady drew up at LSU and made sure he's comfortable. Well, that's just logic. That doesn't make you a good coach. Yes, that's what you should have done. Okay. So, 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 so that's the problem. But, and to that, when, when you look at, at Zach Taylor, two weeks ago, we sat in here and said Washington was a must win. Mm-hmm. Now the, the Zach Taylor gets the excuse because Joe Burrow, and we said, okay, Zach Taylor has a, a chance against the Giants to prove what he can do, and he failed miserably at that. So it becomes the same thing week in and week out. And to James' point, I, I go back to Kevin Stefanski and the Browns because the Browns made a mistake and hired Freddie Kitchens. And they got rid of that mistake and they, quickly. they quickly, as the rest of the league did, was like, oh, that's, that's not the answer. But we've, we've alluded to it on the show before. Kyle Shanahan was bad his first year. But I think around the NFL the sentiment was – Man, they're going to be really good. Like they got their guy. Yeah, and, and, he's going to be good. And, and, and the Bengals, we don't have that. And, and, and we're just 
spinning our gears because, like, we just magically think it's going to change? Yeah, I, I, I like to think I'm pretty fair. And, and I, I would tell you this. It's one thing if, if he had the cachet of, but, man, he was a really good coordinator here or a past head coach. That, listen, man, we've seen him do it in Detroit, just mm-hmm. picking a team. We, but we haven't seen any of that. If that, he was the but, Rams' uh, offensive coordinator. Correct. Let's be honest. If correct. He, if he had helped them get correct. to the Super Bowl as the OC. We, saw, like, it, okay. we saw it work. Mm-hmm. But that you have nothing to go back on in that regard, mm-hmm. and the Bengals organization can't go. Well, you know, he did this. What what did he do? Where His quarterbacks coach? What did he a do? Where coach? Yeah, exactly. he was four and eight at UC. Yes, calling the offense. Yes, One you of have the most nothing. Miserable UC seasons. Yes, you have nothing to fall back and on. That's, and that's the part to me when you want to talk about fair. That, that that's when the hire took place. And I, I mean, I wrote a column that they got pissed off about that. This just doesn't feel right. A guy skipping a complete pay grade to get this job coming off a hot staff. What, what, what was that? What was the search like for that? Sean McVay won back-to-back games four times in his first year with the Rams. And I get it. They had talent and all that stuff. But four times. But yeah. when you watch Sean that, McVay. That, Zach Taylor hasn't won. He's won four games. He's total. back-to-back at all. Total. But when you watch, Zero when you watch Sean McVay, you're like, man, oh, man, the, the ingenuity, the – the inventiveness. Look at look at this offense and, and look at the. You didn't the... see Alex Erickson on that jet sweep yesterday. Come on now. Oh, and, and that's man. the other thing. What are you doing? Can, can Brandon Wilson get a jet sweep? Why not? Like if, if he, he was a running back in college, you're not asking him to pick a hole. You're not asking to. I would too. I'd you're not asking that cat to pick a hole. Yeah. I, I was uh, yesterday. A screen pass to Brandon Wilson kind of makes sense. To, to like, that point, Paul, Paul Dana from the Athletics sits next to me, and I, I said at one point, I said, you know, I think their best chance is to hold the Giants to a field goal, so Brandon Wilson can then hopefully return a kickoff for a touchdown, and you kind of balance everything out. I mean, that, that was about the best chance you had. And to that, but to that point, the first drive of the second half where they got to midfield on the fourth and one when Geo dropped the pass, go for it. Like what? What are we like? Who cares? Right. Like try try something. If this team has done one thing well, it's been fourth down conversions. I would go for it on fourth and one every time. Yes. So so how so every how time. then how Even then, on the twenty? How, 20. how does the family sell Zach Taylor? You don't to this fan base next year, and, and I, I will go to this. I mean, this is a COVID environment. The crowds are what they are. I, I'm not going to get into whole. People like to make fun of the, the way the attendance figures, but I think what people do, I think it's going to happen across. The board in sports. I think there's going to be a segment of fans that are going to get used to staying at home and watching games, whether Absolutely. they love their team or not. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be, you know what, this is a whole lot better for me. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then the diehard who really wants to go is going to go, you know what, I'm not going to go watch this guy. I, I'm not, Especially, can you imagine if Burrow is out for whatever period of time next year, or maybe the whole year, whatever? Oh, what is your that. incentive to buy a ticket to go watch that slop? There is none. There is none. None. Especially with a coach. None. And here's the problem. We can bash Brandon Allen. It's not Brandon Allen's fault. We can no, bash Ryan trying. Finley. It's not Ryan Finley's fault. You know whose fault it is? Zach Taylor, because a couple days after, we uh, or they they released Andy Dalton. We asked, "Hey, are you going after a, a veteran? veteran quarterback?" And he's like, "Oh no, we're, we're set. We like the guys. We're, that, we're we like set. the guys. Yeah. I remember. Jake, we like the guys in our room. I remember that. We're set. That's that's the yes. Quote. And I ripped them. You ripped them. You. Yeah. They all were like, "What are you talking about? Joe Flacco's out there. Blake Bortles is out there. Like, not that they're great options, but now." Down the the stretch here, the final five weeks, he's coaching for his job or should be. No, should not. Should be. Should be. Not. Should be. And he has to turn to Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley. And here's the one thing. And the one indication. Here's the one indication that maybe, maybe he is. He knows there's some urgency. The fact that he didn't keep Finley in there. Yeah, maybe. The the fact that he's like, all right, we're promoting Brandon Allen because it gives us a better chance. And to and to to round off the whole Finley thing. Not only did Ryan Finley, you benched Andy Dalton last year on his birthday, 
to go to Ryan. And I go back to I still think that was above him. That was a decision made okay. way above. I even if, even if it was, you saw Ryan Finley and how bad he was. So to our point in the off season, you decided that that's the guy you want mentoring and helping Joe Burrow no, I, around I, the room. Like hey, yeah, hey, let me let me rely on this veteran presence because at I, some but point, see, I, I think it's I really believe this. I think this is where the ego comes into play. I think it was they I wanted it to be them. I don't want an outside voice veteran to come in and undermine what I'm trying to tell my Which guys. Which is ridiculous. I, I, I know that, but but hear me out. The, the whole process of all these guys in that room, Jake Dolagal at the time, mm-hmm. and Ryan Finley and Joe Burrow, the only voice they'd heard of coaches mm-hmm. was that staff. Mm-hmm. You bring in Joe Flacco, just, just for example, mm-hmm. and Flacco says, hey, Joe, um, I know he's telling you on that route, but, you know, in Baltimore, we would do this, and I would do this. Mm-hmm. And that's just yeah, being I a veteran a mentor. Bowl. That's trying to – and, yeah, he, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's where the ego comes into play of, I want them to hear my voice. I don't want an outside voice to come in and disrupt that, and that's on them. So how fair was it that Aaron Rodgers got to learn from Brett Favre and <laughs> Patrick Mahomes gets to sit in a meeting With and Alex learn Smith. from Alex Smith and learn from Andy Reid – and be enemy, and Joe Burrow has to sit into a room with Ryan Finley. Well, he does it because of COVID, so that's yes. a good point. Okay, but Ryan Finley and Zach Taylor. Like, come on. Like, you want to talk about the future of a guy. You, you are, you're, you're crushing the, the what could be greatness. All right. So Not only by what you were doing Pat, on the field. Justin Herbert has Tyrod Taylor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tua has Fitzpatrick. Yes. Like, you know what? And, and, and again, it, all it is is something to be like, hey, I saw this today. And for that guy to be like, hey. I've been in the league for 10 years. This is what they're right. going to do. This is what they're going to show you. For some reason, that's Zach not, that's Taylor not doesn't under, want Joe Burrow to have that. That's not undermining your coach. That's you has actually been in the fire, seen it up up close it, and personal what in did real we talk, time. What did we talk about the, the two games where Joe Burrow struggled this year? Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Who would have been better in that meeting room that week than Joe Flacco saying, hey, this is what they're going to give you. These are the looks you're going to get. I saw it in Pittsburgh for however many years. Right. I saw it year. in Baltimore. Hey, this is what you're going to get. Instead of a coach coming together with – we, we crushed the game plan against Pittsburgh. We crushed the game plan against Baltimore. Maybe Joe Flacco could have helped that. Maybe. Maybe a veteran who's been in the league could have helped all that. But no, Zach Taylor stays steadfast in, in what he's going to do. Duke Tobin uh, continues to just kind of skate by with the roster that is put together on this field that Zach Taylor's trying to coach. It, it is – it's crazy that we have, we have, we have to watch five more games of this. Well, to your point, I and I mentioned it a couple times on the podcast. I've heard that they're arrogant, that they right. that they that's, they, that's they the, think yeah. they're the <laughs> and you haven't you haven't done anything. Four wins. There, there is no resume for Zach Taylor to be arrogant and think it's his way or no way or anything like that. And that's that's the problem here when we talk about the the grand scheme. Because they're on pace to go four twenty-seven and one, and, and I think that's pretty realistic. That's when pretty you look realistic, at the, my friend. Yeah. So, so let's four twenty-seven and one. Forget selling. Forget all that. Let's say you make a couple changes. Oh, it's Lou Anarumo's fault, and oh, Jim Turner. Right. Let, let's just let, let's right. say, and, it, that, and that would take place if he stays. Right. It, yeah. Right. Let's say that happens. Right. Who in their right mind, as a defensive coordinator, is going to say, "Sign me up for four twenty-seven and one," Zach Taylor? Who's going to be out after eight games if they start one and seven? Who, yeah, but I might, who, I, I, might I might take it so I can become the interim. <laughs> but so you're getting Greg Williams, a power right. hungry guy who's hoping to walk his way into Joe Burrow in, in an inter, on an interim Matt basis. Patricia, you know. But that's what I'm saying. You're getting you're getting a, a 
it, it's just more toxic. It's just more in it. I don't really see how they can flip it here and and rebound. All right, now I'm you'd, gonna, be, you'd be getting you'd be getting coaches that just want to coach, not because yes, like you you watched De- it desperate for a job. You watched yeah. it last week. If if it was the arrogance, then it was the arrogance that led Jack Del Rio to not want to be here. Well, I, I'll be honest with coaching. you. I'll be honest with you though. If 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 he does come back and they do that. I'll be honest with you, I think he gets a fourth year I, because th- they will give these guys two-year contracts and they will not want to pay them if the new coach comes in okay. to not coach. Then, I'm just telling you. Then, then, say, you just, then you just ruin Joe Burrow. Yes. Then right, I'll so, say, if so he that, gets yeah, a go, fourth that, year, that, Joe Burrow doesn't sign a hear second me out, contract Hear me out, here. though. All right, so that, that's a, I'm going to do a 180 on you here. What if, though, and I'm just playing a what-if game. Nope. What if Joe Burrow believes in Zach? I mean, deep down believes in Zach Taylor. What mm-hmm. if he does? And he goes to management and goes, hey, I, I know there's a lot of fire in this guy. I believe in this guy, man. I, I think we're going to do some great things here. You need to keep him. What if? You say, son, you know or you don't know what you don't know. And we're, we're going to do this the right way, and we're going to get you the right talent. Because if, if you go, just call Cleveland. Call Cleveland. Call Jimmy Haslam. Guess who was Freddie Kitchen's biggest advocate? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Yes, he was. You don't know what you don't know, Joe. You, that's all you know is Zach Taylor. That's right. You know what we're going to get you? We're going to get you Joe Brady. And Joe Brady's going to come up here, and we're going to get high-powered quality, the Jack Del Rio's coordinators around him. Heck, maybe we get uh, the guy with the Rams, Wade Phillips. He's available. Yeah. <laughs> he helped Sean McVay. Eric maybe enemy. And that's the other one. You're going to go get someone that's going to hit the ground running with Joe Burrow. Um, and Joe will get over it. That, that's the reality. He might be really passionate and pissed off on that day. Yeah. But as an organization, one, Joe shouldn't have that power right now. He just shouldn't. Two, because he, I mean, he hasn't proven enough. It's just the reality of it. Two, you can't let a 23-year-old say, oh, I want this guy, when that's all he's had. It's different if... Tom Brady's like, yeah, Bruce Arians isn't it. Go get Josh McDaniels. Right. Well, he, he understands what what's it and what's not. Joe doesn't yet. No, I, I think it's a good answer. And I and I, I know it's hypothetical. I don't think Joe would vouch and 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 want Zach to. And I know that on the outside, but, but I don't I don't know. But, I, I honestly don't. know. I think he likes it. I do too. He likes but, him, but I think when you when you really look. But I think at your answer is a good one. Is is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you you can't allow him to make that decision. And again. It is. It's Joe Burrow we're talking about. Coaches would want to come and coach Joe Burrow. Um, I'll, I'll say if, if if Zach Taylor is here for three more years or two more years after this, <laughs> oh Joe God. Burrow will not be here after his first contract. Uh, they, they can get him for a fifth. Don't forget okay. that. They can, get, well, can, well, they can tag they, him. They, and they can tag yeah, him too. Well, so, they, so he can be here for they, seven years. Yeah, they can. Well, he'll they be can, miserable. They can shove it right up his rear end. He'll be miserable. <laughs> uh, I get it. Um, I'm watching Mike Brown. I don't know if you saw him, James, walking around the stadium after the game was I, over I yesterday. Did. Yeah, he, was he, he walking around? He, take, he always takes a walk, and um, you know, I, I was kind of surmising what he was thinking, and I'm trying to think: was he thinking, what am I? How am I going to fire this guy, or how am I going to sell this guy back to the fan base? And, and I, I, that's the part for me of of the dysfunction, and, and I, I still go back to this. I mean, I, I think the line of demarcation for this organization, and we can all fuss about it, and it's not going to change until. Either he passes on or um, decides to swallow hard and not follow his father's ghost. Line of demarcation for this franchise is August of 1991 when the old man died. Mm-hmm. And you can look at what took place before that sure. and him building two Super Bowl teams, and you can look at the 30 years since then. And I think Mike has chased that ghost. I think he has chased trying to prove that he knows what he's doing. I think he's passionate about it. That's all well and good. I think he wants to win. I don't think he's cheap. I think there's all those things, all those narratives all come into play. I simply think it's a guy that has thought, 
I'm going to prove that I could do what my father did. And guess what? You can't, you haven't, and you never will. And that's just, that's the reality of it. And I think as a fan, I would tell you as a fan, you either, you either have to hope for something drastic or give up and move to another team. And I mean that sincerely. I wonder, and this is just me thinking out loud, if Mike Brown truly wanted Zach Taylor. Oh, I don't. I, that's a great. I, 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 there's a him, part of me that thinks. He's too, yeah, that's a great he question. He likes experience. Yes. And yes. this quarterback coach that was at, at UC for a year and was awful with Rinky Dink, Tommy Tuberville. No, he you're was right. sold. Like on the. I think the it was Katie and Troy. I, I think it. Well, was, and Duke and Duke and Duke, Duke, oh, Duke Duke desperately. Sure. Yeah. And 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 I. When's the last time you had a great draft, Duke? It might be 2020. Yeah, you know what's funny? I'm I'm gonna backtrack on that. I, I was thinking those those terms. You're one and two, great. Three and four, meh. Yeah. Five, meh. Right. Six, uh, backup. <laughs> Seven can't get on the field because of his knee and all that. He's yeah. played a little and bit. So then I start to look and go. It, it might be. We'll, we'll see. One and two, yeah. You hit it out of the park. And, and Skinny and, mentioned it last week. Go back and look at in the previous drafts of their what third and fourth round linebacker. Dude, picks. I did. A, I did a column two years ago, literally on how bad just the third round linebacker selections. Oh, it's Malik Jefferson. Been, oh, it's, and it's Nick Vigil. Yeah, uh, PJ Dawson. Oh. Dante Moke. I mean, there's. You, Remember when PJ Dawson was the next? Oh, that's perfect. I, I do. Oh, Absol- absolutely. Reminds us of Vontez. Absolutely. Colin, oh, okay. Yeah. Colin, yeah. He doesn't show up for meetings on time. <laughs> Colin Cowherd last week uh, after the. NBA draft did a, a segment on his show of in the NBA after the first few picks you're drafting in the first round to develop talent in the NFL you have to hit home runs on your first and second round picks and the teams that do what round was Darius Leonard picked in by the way Ooh. second round pick right yeah mm-hmm. oh, interesting the, the teams that Worked do are good. the ones that succeed and the Bengals don't do that. I would, I would but argue. But that's the part. But nobody gets held accountable for that. I right. mean, we're we're holding Zach Taylor accountable, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. But it's also above him too, to a large it degree, is. with the it, way the roster's been built, and yet no one is held accountable for that. And the the, the question is, who's calling? Who's truly calling? Mike takes the heat. How much is he doing day to day now? How much is he doing? I I, I get he signs off on no, things. No, right, right. But you're telling me Katie and Troy can't be like, all right, come on, come on, Dad. Katie Troy and Duke. Let's let's do it this way. This it's going to work, way. you know. It and that's that's the problem here. And I still think he can put his foot down. And I I think that might be the hope. Everyone rips Mike. Mm. The the hope so we might be. I knew I couldn't sell Marvin another year, and so I moved on from him. And we got it wrong. And we got to write that wrong. And, and maybe it's it's him being. I, passionate and, and I about let it. and I let you guys. Take the reins with this, and no it didn't more. work now out. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it Hugh back. Hugh Jackson, baby. What no, a right. pivot. <laughs> I don't know What a pivot that. that now we're we're putting our hopes in Mike Brown. I, but I, because I, I, I think, actually think that's realistic. I do. I think I, both I are untrue. True, but. I don't think he was thinking about either of those things when he was walking yesterday. I think he was planning that next trip over to the Alps. <laughs> when the going gets tough, the tough go to the Alps, hey, my friend. We got winter. We got we got winter wintry mix coming now. Yep. He's a. I'm when out. can I get out? I'm Joe out. Burrow's done. I'm gone. I hung here for a week after what, Burrow. Was, I've wasn't seen he uh, in the Alps during free agency or something? <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. family was, yes. Yeah, so. Of course they were. Yeah, that's what he's planning now. Yeah, and that's where, when you look at this roster, as much as we're holding our hopes on Joe Burrow, I mean, there's not a difference maker on the defensive line. Carl Lawson's oh, been okay, gosh. but there's not a difference maker. And, and will DJ Reader be the same when your, he comes back? Your best linebacker happens to be the 10-year veteran journeyman who's really not a starter Jesse in this Bates and Von Bell are your best linebackers. 
Yeah, it really is Von Bell. I'd play Von Bell with six yards of the line of scrimmage. I'd have Von Bell do one thing. Can, can he, we not he would, figure he would, this out? He was not rocket science. And Sean run, Williams is the best fake punter we have. He would run. History. He would run blitz, and he would he would blitz on passing downs, and that's all he would do. I just say, you know what? Go I'm not even giving you responsibility. You just line up off the tight end side, and you just come like a bat out of hell, and just do do your thing because you can't cover. And so I'm not gonna put you back there to cover anybody. You just go upfield, go get somebody. Yeah. I mean, honestly, James, I, I asked Skinny this. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Um, if the AFC North were to put together a a power team oh. and all these divisions, combined, you know, AFC North team. If, if they combine there and and we just created super squads, how many Bengals would start for the AFC North right now? Start? I think we came up with two. Did we not? Yep. Did you? Yeah. Brandon Wilson as a kick returner. <laughs> <laughs> right, we went non-special teams, yeah. but yes, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, we, I mean, well, we they just... would lose. They would lose most of the special teams. The yeah. Ravens would win those. Um, you, you don't get quarterback. Nope. nope. Not yet. Not yet. You don't get running back, nope. do you? Yeah. No, no, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Nick Chubb, Chubb and Hunt. Oh my God! Uh, certainly not left tackle, not right tackle, not center. No, no guards, no linemen. <laughs> yeah, just move on quickly from that. Yeah, that yeah. I, I'm, I'm you just, just trying to go through the wide receivers. Well, you can't count Odell right now. So here, Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. Boyd is a slot. Boyd, yeah. Boyd is is the best slot receiver in the game. Yes, Boyd was in one of ours. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else it would be. Boyd. You're not putting Higgins in there yet, are you? I was going to say, I don't no. think so. No, 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 I, I don't no, no, think no, no, so. no, I don't even think he's a one. That no, might be a no one on each side of the ball. It's one on, it was oh, one on each one side. On each yeah, side it was one on each side of the ball. Okay. Of the ball that we uh, had. And, and then Jesse Bates. That's yep. correct, yeah. Okay. That's, that's it. Easy. That's it. That's all. Yeah. And if you really go back to it, then the roster is not good enough to compete. And that's where I go back to. Who gets held accountable for that, though? But But all of that. A lot so, of these are Zach's guys. But here's the thing. Your roster is not good enough to compete, and you don't have a coach that can elevate. Oh, well, a lot of Mark Zach's guys. Trey well, Hopkins is. I mean, go, go down the list. A lot of these are guys before him. That's what I'm going. I'm going to the accountability of 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 who has shaped this roster over the last few years, and I think we're going to look back. You fine, but 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 Zach got a lot of his guys. He got some of his Mike, guys. Mike Thomas is getting some. Yeah. Run. Brandon Allen's his guy. Ryan Finley's his guy. Drew Sample. Yeah, but I'm telling you, if you talk of, of the of the 22 guys who started yesterday, they're not a lot of his guys. We will never. Let's never speak of Ryan Finley's name on the show again, please. My favorite. My favorite quarterback of all time. Of all time. Oh my Ryan gosh. Finley. Um, let, let's go to the league real quickly. Um, we, we've obviously gotten um, the, the the goofiness of Denver yesterday, and we've got the oh, game being oh, moved with the Steelers. Well, I, do, I just do, I just do, read during this that the Steelers are now there's concerns about travel with snow, so they might gracious. not be able to travel. Do you, do both of you or either of you believe that we complete this season as a whole, or is there some point we come to a stoppage, James? No, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think we come to a stoppage because you, you see. One, they made Denver play. Yeah, but that was mostly saying, listen, guys, if you're going to be that irresponsible with the mask thing, to hell with you, you're going to play. Well, exactly. And two, you're seeing it. They're trying to get in this Pittsburgh ball As much as they can, brother. And and, and so that's the thing is they're going to try everything they can. So it may be... The, the thing where they ha- they do the expanded playoffs, if a yeah. playoff game or two, you know, like the Ravens and, and Steelers, uh, gets impacted and, it, and that impacts things. Well, but but I, I think they'll get it in because once the playoffs start, I wouldn't be shocked if they do the soft bubble type thing and, and really li- – Honestly, they might just put guys up in hotels, and that's it. But but it's not just that. The 49ers well, he, can't even practice. and I mean, that's for the three weeks. The can't practice now. And this was Adam Sheffield. Which, by the way, is completely ridiculous. Yes. I, and maybe, it's crazy. Maybe there, are, there aren't people that are willing to. Completely ridiculous that the government right. is going to say a professional football team. I get it with fans, and I get it with that. 
This professional football team that has strict protocol cannot practice at their facility. It's insane. What are you talking about? Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers should be able to say, no, we're practicing and playing games. Well, now it it comes into players. like, And this the Adam Scheffler tweet today. The NFL canceled the Ravens practice this morning. Per league source, the Ravens last practiced the Saturday before the Titans game. And that, that brings in safety issues. Correct. That brings in it says, a lot um, of safety issues. Currently right there, scheduled buddy. to play in Pittsburgh Tuesday night. Ravens travel plans are now in flux with snow forecasted in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. on Tuesday overnight and into the morning. So a team that has practiced. We're talking the NFL. I the, need that game to be canceled, by the way, because I'm playing against Chris Boswell and, <laughs> and we're in a tight race for the playoffs, so I need Chris Boswell to not even play. But, but so. we're, talking, we're talking about the NFL. Right, so, uh, of a team that hasn't practiced since last right, Saturday, I, 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 and you're going to put them on a football field, right? Because you got to get yours in, like that. That that's I think they were. I, I think they were in the facility yesterday doing uh, doing conditioning and, and, and training. Or but yeah, that's, I, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's crossing a right, fine so, line. So, so and J- you got now uh, James Connor, who is a, a cancer, cancer survivor, survivor, has COVID. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews, I believe, has diabetes. He does has uh, tested positive. So now you're looking at at this player safety side of things, and it's like, man, this is it, it's starting to to kind of. To, to kind of walk on thin ice here. All right, Jed Demusi asked me this on the Sports Authority last night along those lines, and he flipped it on me and said, should the NFL consider shortening the season at this point of just saying, you know what, we'll go one more week, and then we're going to hop right in the playoffs just to try to get this damn thing done? For, for us, yes. I don't yes. think so, but, yeah, there. I think there is, is an argument that could be made of, all right, do the Bengals really need to play five more games? Right. Negative. So those are the type of things. Like, do the Jets really need to play? Or are we just putting our guys at risk? Is there any – the problem is – I need to see the schedule going forward if, if we can maybe bump up to number two in the draft. No. No. Sadly, they hold the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's oh. the worst thing. They have the tiebreaker. So, you met Joe Mixon. In the tie. The tie really hurts him. Yeah, yeah, I knew that tie would come back to haunt us. Yeah. The Jags ain't winning two games. You, and you mentioned, too, uh, Boswell. I had uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire last night. He had a night. big game for you, didn't he? Um, he got outscored by Suckup. <laughs> And I lost in fantasy. That's, that's a bad – he had three points because I was playing a guy that had, had Clyde Edwards. I had Josh Jacobs and Alaire yesterday. Josh Jacobs had three points yesterday, too. That didn't go so well. Yeah, for Darren me. Waller didn't do well for me <laughs> with the Raiders. Yeah, that was Who's, a bad, bad Raiders day. Who was your uh, AFC, NFC top teams now? Is it right, still Pittsburgh? Right now? No, I'm going Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City. I'm going Kansas City. It's, it's and Kansas the NFC – NFC's weird to me. Yeah, like you could tell me like five five different teams win. Right. Like I, I still think I actually was encouraged. I go back to if Minnesota Tam- makes the playoffs. I don't want to play Minnesota. I, there's a lot of teams. I, I I was encouraged by the way Tampa Bay finished against yes. Kansas City. Like yeah. I think that they might go on a little bit of a run. Obviously, New Orleans is in that mix. Heck, now I I like the Rams a lot, but they can't beat San Francisco for anything. I, the, I ain't giving up. On, I ain't giving up on a Rod. No, uh, I no, mean, they they that's another. Not. The Packers, like there, there's four to five teams I think that could win the NFC. And it's uh, it's tough. And honestly, if I'm if I'm Tampa Bay, for example, I would almost be rooting for a delay for a week or two because you, you do have an older team. You know, you could yeah. rest Gronk, yeah. you could rest Tom, you and, can rest some of those guys. And watching the Tampa game last night, you can see that they're just not on the same page yet. Like no the question. hot routes, no question. Where yeah. Brady's trying to get with Mike Evans, and mm-hmm. I thought they, they made great points. And that's why the I, I, like I they don't back. use play action enough. They have two really good backs, right? Motion. Yes, right. they don't do any of that stuff. Yeah, that, and I, I go back to bringing Antonio Brown in. Just I, 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 why do you need to try to put another piece in there when he's trying to like, get acclimated to the pieces he already has? It's not like mm-hmm. Evans and Godwin are scrub, right? Scotty Miller's not awful yeah. either. I and mean, so outside of all of that, I know they they don't put teams away. 
I I would I, I stop what I'm doing no matter what to watch Kansas City. I do too. And it's I, funny. I do too. And it eats away inside that other fan bases get to witness that type of excitement week in and week out. Because it's like from a Bengal fan, you go from watching the Giants and the Bengals where it was Colt McCoy versus Brandon Allen. And you want to talk about – And then you get hey, to watch Kansas City and you want to talk Tyreek about pl- Hill. Player development and, and oh. scouting. And the only reason I follow this guy's career is last year they played uh, Kansas City in the preseason. I was sat on the bus from the uh, from the airport to the uh, car rental terminal. There was a guy named Nick Allegretti who's a starting offensive lineman now for them. And he was a rookie last year. And it, I saw these people with, with the shirt on. I said, is that is your son play? Yeah, yeah, he's making his debut tonight. He's a rookie. And I kind of looked him up like, oh, rookie seventh-round pick. And I'm thinking, eh. Good luck making the squad, kid. Yeah. And there he is now starting on the offensive line the next year for arguably the best team in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about developing also, players and, and scouting properly. Also, a Eric team the that, enemy is available. Also a team that won multiple games when Mahomes won out last year with Matt Moore. Oh, they survived, yeah. Unbelievable. It, it's it, it's weird, that, uh, weird in this league that teams can still thrive and win games if one guy goes down. And, and la- la- last thing here, and I— yeah. Uh, at least for me, from Zach, uh, on Zach, because I feel like we're going to pile on for the next five weeks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who has he made better? Because that's a great. That's a. That's a. That's a great it, one. You know, who has he made better? It's not Joe Mixon. It, it's. It certainly wasn't Carlos Dunlap. It's certainly not John Ross, who I thought was going to thrive under freaking Zach Taylor. What a whiff that was. I don't think he made Joe Burrow better. I think he got a lot out of Joe Burrow and put him in a position to succeed. Joe Burrow him made him that. better. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like Joe Burrow kind of hit his flaws. Like who's Zach I mean, they, made better? We're, we're yeah, that's 26, a great point. 27 games into this. Like if, if you can't name me an obvious, oh, he because Tyler Boyd had a thousand yard year the last year under Tyler Marvin. Boyd was going to be good. yeah, he he was going to be great regardless. Of who was wait till coaching. wait till happy Tyler Boyd is three more weeks of three catches in a game. And to the Joe oh. Joe Mixon, they that that was a staff and organization decision to pay Joe Mixon. Twelve million dollars a year. I, 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 still and, and, su- I still support it, but I, I, get I support those it. But don't. you can argue he took. A, he's taken a little step back. He doesn't play on third downs, and the one good game he had was a half against Jacksonville. Right. What has Joe Mixon shined in outside of that? If the Bengals win two games this year, it will be their third two-win season in team history. Yeah, and he's got two of them. And Zach will have back to back. How can you bring that back? And the, and the last one, as much as we all look at the Dave Shula era as the one we laugh at, oh. the Dick LeBeau era was completely laughable. He's the other one that has the two win yeah, season. Yeah, two thousand two. Um, so I mean, and that's where I'm. I, I hate to say this, we're going to look back. I think in another ten years, and I hope we don't, and go, damn, Marvin Lewis did a hell of a job. I mean, that, that's what it feels like. I'm already like. thinking if you Marvin see, Lewis did if, a hell if, of a job. If, if you look at the, the 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 Mike Brown era, which I I signify as Paul's death in 1991. Through Marvin Lewis getting hired, unmitigated disaster. Marvin righted the ship and got some things done. Now post Marvin, here we are with four wins in two years. I, I think, yeah, I think we're going to look back and go, damn, the things that that guy must have had to do to to, to get things done and accomplished. Well, he must have won some battles. If he wants team, to be a head coach again. Let, let's, oh, I know. <laughs> let's be fair. This I, don't, team, I don't want him here. Don't get me he, wrong. He, he, won't, he won't come. Back. No, I, be fair. I don't think he'd come back. Either. They they don't beat the Dolphins on the road. No. Dallas is still playing for something, and and Dallas and he's going to throw for yes. That's going to be just classic. they will they have just weapons. Oh they won't beat Pittsburgh. They won't beat Baltimore. And, they won't be Houston. And they won't be Houston on the road. So no. their only chance to win a game is Dallas here. Okay, that's it. So 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 back to back. If you bring back a coach that has four wins in two seasons, you are sending a clear message to the fan base that, that winning don't doesn't care. matter. We don't care, and we don't care. And if you do that, good luck getting people back. No, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm with you. I just go back to. Though who holds who accountable? I, I don't know. Who holds the person getting the roster together accountable? And then who holds the coach accountable? 
I don't know. It's a shame. Fair. All right, we continue. We'll talk some college football. Where uh, will they even get that in? It seems oh, like every 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 man. every five minutes on Saturday, I kept watching the scroll. Oh, da da canceled. Da da canceled. Da da canceled. And of course, UC last week got canceled. Kentucky, I wish they would have gotten canceled. We'll continue. It's the Angry Quarterbacks hey, podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Oil. Your oil and oil. Make sure you do the oil changes. You need to replace your oil. Oil is like the lifeblood of your vehicle. Oil is the most critical part of the engine. For maintenance, repairs, and tires, come in to Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome back into the Angry Quarterbacks podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike. He's the quarterback whisperer. You got anybody left in the playoffs besides Cam Hurt? You got any other quarterbacks no, left? Just Cam Hurt? Yep. Yeah, we'll get to a little high school football in the, in the next segment, very brief, because Kentucky's still Saw playing. Cam yesterday. And James Rapine from SI.com as we uh, now move into some college football, where the first, uh, first college football playoff rankings came out last week. I think we, you and I nailed it where mm-hmm. it was going to come. I don't think it was very hard to nail, mind you. I think the one that surprised a lot of people was where BYU fell. When which, BYU fell to 14, I was like, oh. Well, the funny, when I, when I saw that, I th- kept thinking, is UC going to crack the top 10? So obviously they respected them enough to put them at 7. Yeah. I also think they set them up to, fail's not the right word, um, by putting Northwestern behind it, but then Northwestern lost. There still is a pathway, and part of that pathway is what happens with Ohio State. Will they a? And you brought this. Up, I thought you you made a great. You brought this up on the podcast last week of I almost them this. being in danger of of not getting enough games in. That was prior to their game being canceled on on Saturday, and now they're really at the at the cut line for that. So let's just play the the argument game. That let's just say maybe this week's doesn't get played, and they get a chance to play um, one more game. Don't go to the Big Ten championship game, and they're sitting at five and zero. Does the committee take five and zero Ohio State over ten and zero UC at that point? They will. Um, because because Florida, Florida is going to lose yes. to Alabama. I was told, and and A and M. I thought if LSU could have beat A and M, that would have been that great. Would, I, I think I think Auburn gets A and M. I really do. I, was I, told, I think they're going to take care of that. Um, when when questions like this arise, to follow the money. And no, and you're right. The the fact of the matter is, the four representatives from the college football playoff receive six million dollars each to go to their conference. Therefore, a five win Ohio State team where the playoff committee can put $6 million back into the Big Ten, or a team in Cincinnati where they would have to give a American Athletic Conference $6 million out of their pocket to a non-Power 5 conference, I, I just don't see them doing it. And, look, I I, I can make and, every and, argument and that— And setting A&M there with the one right. loss and not having to play in the championship right. game, that I can puts make, them on a, on a path of a fall a fallback. The, the, the Notre Dame-Clemson fallback is there. Because Clemson will beat Notre Dame the next time around because Trevor Lawrence is back and back to looking great, and they annihilated Pittsburgh. Just follow the money, and I don't think it's fair. I would go as far as saying I think UC has a puncher's chance if they were to play Ohio State. I've said it. Because that Ohio State defense is awful. Yeah, somebody somebody clapped at me because I was all in on that um, on on Twitter the night it came back and and said, you really think – I think I said Ohio State, in my opinion, would be a five-point favorite over UC. Maybe it would be higher, but that's where I'd I'd set the spread. said, you really think there'd be a reversal from last year? Remember 42-0? Absolutely. Remember Indiana fifty-one to ten last year to forty-two thirty-five this year. It's not the same Ohio State defense, man. Correct, and it is a UC defense that has some dudes on it. Um, I don't think it's right. I, I don't think it's fair. Um, UC, you, 
I, I know that the Temple game was always going to be in flux just because of everything going on, and Temple basically tried to get out of their game the week before right. against right. ECU. I just I worry about with the everything going on, not having a game for two weeks hurts you. I agree. I, when when the college football playoff committee is watching games and watching teams, I, and I don't see a team jumping them because of Oregon loses and Northwestern loses. It just it's not going to bode well for you. Um, around college football because you're not going to have a game this week and you know god willing you play against tulsa on the road which will be a, a good win but you were you were I, mean, hurt. I, I think you saw a&m kind of have that, yeah. that effect of not playing for a couple of weeks right. and they just played ugly yep you were hurt by smu being throttled by ecu uh so you you still need some help and there is still a path there but if it comes down to the question of ohio state at five wins or uc at 10 and 11 i still think they'll take ohio state they will that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare scenario for the Bearcats, and you hope that you can avoid that. And, the, yeah, the Tulsa game, it, it does put a lot of pressure there to not just win. Win with style. But win-win. Uh, you know, drop 50. Back and, to back and, weeks. And, and just, yeah, look so damn good. And that's tough to do. I mean, that, that's going to be, you know, a, a tough game. So Because sometimes you manage the game differently when you're trying to do that, and you don't manage it the way you need to. And you're trying to get the style points and, and hit the home runs. Style points, yeah. And, and you that, mean scoring from the, the three, from, from the inch like line, like Notre Dame did this weekend. And and that's the thing too is if you're pressing, and that's what right. Luke Fickle's right. going to have to manage a little because if you're pressing, and he has obviously done a good job of it thus far, then you might make a mistake or two, and then Tulsa hangs around, and then they're in the game, and now it's like, well, do we win or not? Like that's the the scary part for me, plus the layoff. So there is some concern there, but. Overall, I don't know about you guys. I, seventh, I was encouraged. I, I thought that that was yeah. I, I, the only one that A and M just bugs me because you got you get pounded by Alabama, and there's no embarrassment in that because they're sure. really good. Yeah. But that just tells me that that somebody else needs a swing at the axe. I, I really wish, and, and just looking back, you know, there's all, there's going to be multiple games, but Clemson, if they had beat Notre Dame, yeah, that that would have changed things. Yeah, you change everything. Yeah, just something like that. It, it, it sucks because now Notre Dame just has to avoid getting beat by thirty. Yeah, right. The second time right, around, right, and they're going to stay in the top right. four. I was right. hoping North Carolina, and they couldn't do it. I mean, yeah, that, and and North Carolina's defense actually held their own. Mm-hmm. So, the so, so what if anarchy happens though, where Florida beats Alabama, and as you mentioned, Clemson beats Notre Dame? Ohio State could be the odd team out yes. at that point. If if that scenario happens, then it's two from the ACC, two from the SEC. Yeah, because they would argue, okay, Alabama. At, one loss or Ohio State with five wins while well, we're taking Bama. Right. And we're taking Florida. <laughs> then 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 you have anarchy, and then you have a uh, New Year's Six Bowl with UC versus Ohio State. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Sign me up for that. Yeah. But I'm with you. As I, as I forecasted last week, and you could, you know, just replay it to last week's podcast, I'm worried about the rest of the season because of last week being Thanksgiving. And I'm worried about bad football teams. Get, be, just cash yep, it. Because I and, and mentioned this last week, I watched UC on senior night. Couldn't even have their parents on the field. You're asking 18, 19, 20-year-olds to not see anyone, to isolate. And now your team's got one or two wins and you're not playing for anything? Screw it. I'm going out to that party on campus. I'm going to see this person. I'm going to do that. And that's where where a lot of campuses, and and my daughter goes to Kentucky, and and she actually decided to go back after Thanksgiving, and she says she's staying in her apartment with her friends Mm -hmm. and going through finals week. A lot of them were shutting down at Thanksgiving, doing finals remotely, Mm -hmm. which she's doing finals remotely, but she wanted to go back down. She's already tested positive for it. I said, okay, go go for it. But think about that. You can control some of the on-campus housing, but the ghosts that are living off campus? Cannot control it. Game on, man. They are 18, 19-year-old kids. And outside of the freshmen, most of them live off campus. Campus. Yes. You know, you're, you're right. talking about, yeah. right. So, 
I mean, I, I think your point's well taken. Yeah, and, and I mean, you saw this past. It felt like literally oh Friday and gosh. Saturday. And, and every time you looked, I'm, I'm in a, 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 a game where we pick games against the spread, confidence wise. And my buddy does the sheet. And by Friday, he said, "I'm worn out making all these changes, man." He goes, "I'm done. If games just get games, we had 13 on the sheet. Four of them got lopped off because yeah. of this. I it mean, is, it's almost it, it it it's worrisome for the rest of the season because it, it's so much harder to control college kids. Than no, you're right. In the NFL, and we're seeing the NFL. As much as they've been controlled, yeah, not being able to control it. it. Yeah, you you've asked kids to to. I mean, you go back to like preseason camp, skinny. That you've asked these kids to to isolate and and really make these good decisions, and now you've put in all this time and your team's got two wins and you're mad about your playing time, right? Screw it. No, I, I'm, I'm going I'm, out. I'm noting you. I'm going and, out to party. And I wouldn't argue. <laughs> like, like, no, I right. Like I get, I get that side of it and that logic. Now I'm, I would say if I'm one of those people 20. in the college football playoff hunt, I would be, make sure it's hey, an guys, easier sell for Luke Fickle, right, guys? Than it sure. is for you, Jim Harbaugh. You, you control our situation. Either either you want to get this done right, right or not. But yeah, for Jim Harbaugh, who may be dead man walking and his yep. his his voice doesn't resonate any longer, you can imagine those kids in Michigan going, "The hell with you, man! I'm out." Right. I'm, How about? Yeah. How about Ohio State's next opponent, Michigan State? Your season's over. You beat an un, un, unbeaten Northwestern team. You think anyone went out and celebrated? I'm going to guess they probably did. Okay. Then yeah. then good luck with Ohio State no, this I, week. I'm with you. When those tests come back. Yeah. Um, here, here's, my, here's my major concern as a UC Bearcat fan. My major concern is Mike Brown putting his foot down and saying, you know what? Screw it. We went the, the young offensive mind route. I want a defensive mind. You know what? I want the next Mike Vrabel. Who's Mike Vrabel's best friend? Luke Fickle. I think Luke Fickle would be a fabulous head coach. Luke Fickle and Marcus he, Freeman I, to the Bengals. The thing I think he would do. Zach Taylor to quality control at UC. Oh, my goodness. I honestly think Luke Fickle, the thing that Why he would do. Why would you do, do that to UC? I think he would He would get a coordinator on each side of the ball and mm-hmm. go, you got that part. That's what he does at you UC. Got that part. I'm going to oversee the whole process. But, and I think, for whatever reason, he has an it factor. He really me. does, man. He those, has an it factor. Those players want to play for Luke Fickle. Yes. You, you see him after games, the celebrating. The, that's what and resonates. he's not phony with it. And it's he's not, not. It's not row the boat, brick by brick, grab the rope, all that nonsense. But you mentioned the, the best thing about Luke Fickle. He says, you know what, Marcus Freeman, take that. Mike Denbrock, take that. But guess what? After the the, the USF game, he publicly. Was criti- he was critical of Mike He said, Denbrock. you know what? Our offense needs to be better. Yeah. Our play calling needs to be better. So he's not afraid to confront those guys. Right. He doesn't he doesn't throw his players under the bus because Des Ritter was getting crushed. He said, just have faith in him. He'll come around. He's a coach that doesn't have the ego. He doesn't have to say, you know what? I need to be the one calling plays. He just wants to manage everything. I, I think he'd be fabulous. I really do. That that I know there's no NFL experience there. As but crazy I, as it is, that's my concern as a Bearcat. It's not him going to to Michigan. another school. It is him when when the when an NFL team says, you know what, I want the next Mike Vrabel because of the attitude that they play with and what they've built. They're best friends. They're cut from the same cloth, and he has the track record at UC now. I will say the the thing that gets most of these guys in trouble. We talked about it with Zach Taylor. Play calling, yes. Having your hand in one thing or the other, whether it's offense or defense, and being mixed with it. If you're literally just overseeing everything, that then that's kind of the blueprint. I mean, think about it. A, a, a lot of the coaches that fail in the league, it's because they're doing too much, yeah. And they're doing this and that and this and that. Well, he wouldn't do that. So, I'm wouldn't not saying I necessarily agree. Wouldn't have to move. I haven't thought about it until now, really. Um, it scares me but, to death as a Bearcat. 
That, that's the only what, thing that what, scares that the me. the Bengals are going to get him? That an NFL team would come calling. In general. And say, we want the next Mike Vrabel. I, I will say, I mean, Tennessee. I mean, if Houston calls. Tennessee has an identity. What's their identity? Houston? They're just going to play very hard physical nosed, football. Yeah. Physical. I don't think they're very good. I've said that on the record. They find ways to win but ugly. They're, but there they are yesterday. How many times have we said that the last Andy's two years about UC? Right. They had four or five games last year where they won ugly. They found ways to win. Yeah. And there's, like I said, and that's the back to the Zach here, that's the thing that there's just a – sometimes as a coach, maybe by divine intervention, whatever it is, you've got to will your team to win. I mean, go you back, have to will them to win. Go back to Vrabel last week versus Harbaugh. You know, the scuffle at midfield pregame. Yeah. Look at Fickle and ECU. The same thing. Like, he's going to vouch for his players. Yeah. That, and, I, again, I don't think it happened. It's not. It doesn't happen this year. But, to me, the plan has always been if it's not Luke Fickle, it's Marcus Freeman. My concern is Luke Fickle taking Marcus Freeman <laughs> to the NFL and then being like, oh, no, we're back. Yeah. Bring back. So well, then much. Tony Pike is back. We have so much momentum going. Butch ba- Jones will be back. Bearcats oh. head coach Tony Pike. Wow. What about the offensive coordinator? I would just – would fail you got, play, you got plays all over the house on a napkin, Tony? I do. I, I have, a, I have a, a buddy of mine that knows Sean McVay. I'll get Sean McVay to write a letter of recommendation there, for there, me because that's you all you need. That's all you need. I'll spend a half year grabbing his coffee. But get all your napkins together, go in and dump them on Mike Brown's desk and go, look at what I got. Boom. <laughs> yep. And just walk away. Boom. Three years after you're hired, you're running for office. I mean, Boom. The blueprint is there. It's right there. He's get the a man. job. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back. We'll touch on some Kentucky High School and wrap things up. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome back to the final segment of the Angry Quarterbacks podcast for this week. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12, Local12.com, James Rapine from SI.com, and the real quarterback and the quarterback whisperer for many in there in the tri-state, he is Tony Pike. This segment sponsored by Eddie Grant's Play Calling. Which is never very good. That makes me want to vomit. Um, on on Friday, actually, one game that uh, got forfeited due to COVID the morning of, Bishop Rosser getting ready to play Nicholas County. And um, how about how about you've, you've worked towards playing that game all week, and the morning of, one guy test positive, game canceled, so they had to forfeit. But Newport Central Catholic did move along um, after, with a 45-7 win over Ludlow in Class A. In 2A, Beachwood moves along by beating Lloyd. So does Walton Verona by shutting out Carroll County. Beachwood will host uh, Breathitt County on Friday night in a quarterfinal game because that's where we're at. Um, and in 5A, Covcath was down to Highlands 14-10, to sent shockwaves through mm. Northern Kentucky. And then they went on to win 38-21. to And in 6A, Dixie Heights with a second uh, impressive win after rallying to beat Simon Kenton. They beat Ralph 41-36. So Dixie, unfortunately, has to play Louisville Trinity next. But a good run to the playoffs. Gets to the quarterfinal yeah. round. Um, you know, Covcath, I think they were in that vein of not having played for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so was Beachwood. Uh, Beachwood was only a slow start. I think they were. It was seven nothing till late in the yeah. first half, and Lloyd was driving, and then late turnover, late and turnover, they scored, and then ended up uh, dominating pretty much yeah. the second half. And I think you saw that with some teams. I guess now it really is, and you're seeing it. I've seen each week. I think week one, 20 games were were 20 teams had to forfeit for COVID reasons. Yeah. Um, some teams opted out of the playoffs. I mentioned the Nicholas County Brossard game. I think that's where you're at. If you think you've got a team that's going to win it, you better warn your guys, fellas. <laughs> All it's going to take is a couple of these. You need to be extra safe. And yeah. now we were talking before about college kids. Mm-hmm. You imagine high school kids around Thanksgiving? They ain't thinking anything. No. But yeah, and, and for and for them, sometimes it's out of their own reach. Well, like that's their, true their parents too. decide right. to have the whole right. family right. over. That's and right. It, it's hard. It, we mentioned about 
struggling to come out after two weeks off at the college level. Think about these high school kids. Like for Beachwood, they, they had like three or four weeks off. Right. You can only practice against yourself so much. And because it's the playoffs, you don't really know who you're playing against. So you don't the, – the game plan and things like that. Well, I, I told you, as a basketball a coach, we, we started practice on October 26th. The season was supposed to start on the 23rd of November. Got pushed back to January 4th. And I, I called my head coach. I said, dude, there's rumblings they're going to push practice back to the 14th. And he said, I think they are, which they ended up doing. And I kept thinking – what am I going to do for six weeks? There's only right. so much individual stuff. I got almost all my team stuff already in. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and like football, you're so far along now, yep. you're going to have a few alterations, right, and a few maybe yep. schematic there's things. There's only so much you can do. But there's only so much you can do from a practice perspective to, yeah. to keep kids interested. So Kentucky in the quarterfinal round, I hope they're able to uh, to roll along and, and get this thing finished. They're three games from the finish line. Hopefully they, uh, they get there. Yep. Any final thoughts, James Rapine? One, if I was off for like two or three weeks playing high school, I'd be thinking about basketball season already. Like I would be, it, it would be really hard to stay locked in and right. focused. Yeah. It'd be that that'd be tough. I couldn't imagine having to do that. Um, but hopefully they can get him in. Yeah. I mean, we got this far. I know, man. That's it. The finish line. The finish line far. is there. Don't move it again. D- do you finish at, at UC's bubble if you have to? You play in play that. the Shakely. <laughs> play in the Shakely bubble. I love the Shakely <laughs> bubble. I mean, that's a novel concept. A bubble. How about that? franchises have most that. most pro teams have that don't they yeah I, i've said it before the the pro team or what what is run like the pro team is in clifton no you're right the I better mean, coaching they have a bubble and they have the better quarterback right now <laughs> i oh, think I, would, I, I got offended for a second and then i realized the reality <laughs> yeah yeah I just, and he's right see now you know he's he's, hey, he's right have you seen des ritter getting a little nfl he is, he is i know that's yeah there's an that's article that if he decides to come out this I, I year i know i'm like whoa which after the south florida game you would have never thought no um he's, he's, gonna, he's gonna go like fourth or fifth round and we're gonna be like yeah. man we didn't even think he was gonna be that's starting right. by mid that's right <laughs> yeah they but were calling if if, if uh ben bryan had not gotten COVID, they were talking uh, about he was gonna maybe start would he get the time right and now he's come to this um this was a tweet from Friday, and, and I'll leave. This is what I want to leave with because I think this has the potential for disaster on it. It was Adam Scheffler. He said a note. Scheffler. 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 Oh, okay. Just make sure it was I'm not a darn Scheffler because there's that. There's it the, wasn't. There's the burner the, and account. I made sure, and then I saw like a bunch of people, like Sarah Spain, retweeted okay, it and other right. people because because a darn Scheffler can get you on occasion. Yeah. Yep. He said a note on any games potentially forfeited as the NFL season winds down. Players on both teams would not be paid for that particular game. A forfeit would mean a loss for one team, but a loss for both players or players for both teams because of getting paid. And the the issue there is that if you start messing with players' money. I I know. I was going to say is if James is a teammate of mine and for whatever reason catches it, through no fault of his own, just catches it. And James is, let's say he's a practice squad, barely 53-man roster guy, and I'm making my my two mil a week. Yeah. All of a sudden, then you're putting you're putting teammate against teammate in right. that regard. And I know you, you want to say let them money, hold them man. accountable. I think that's a, that's a, that's a wrong. Tactic it's one thing. Take. It's one thing to say, hey, you can't practice today. It's we're another say, this game. It's another thing to say, say hey, you ain't getting your that check. Paycheck's mine. Yeah, that that becomes interesting. Yeah, that's don't mess with dude's money. That's for sure. Yeah, we we got to find something to to, right to look into well, the last well, guys, five, I, five I, weeks. I can't wait to talk about the Miami game next Monday. I wonder what we'll talk about no, then. No, Tua. Huh? No, I'm disappointed with that. We're gonna talk about. We get the beard. Brian Flores. Versus Zach Taylor. We're talking about the four twenty three and one Zach Taylor era at that point. Oh and I what would wait. it be on the road then? Oh, oh 13. yeah. Oh, a bunch and to, to, to and one. Don't they forget the one. one. Don't forget the one. That one just dangles out there like a part of. Well, how many league. more road games do they have after the Miami game? Houston, Houston, and that's it. Three home games left: Pittsburgh, 
Dallas Baltimore. and Baltimore. All right, so Houston's it. So that would be seven games. So then he would be. Oh yeah, that, that would be oh seven. No, no, oh fifteen and one on the road. Right. So after this Miami game, he'd be oh, 0 fourteen. He'd be oh fourteen and one after the Miami game. Right. Yeah. And then the Houston game would be 0-15. So he's oh thirteen and one right now. Who boy? I think those guys are going to be excited to get on the plane and just think that the, the Bengals players under Zach Taylor have never had a trip home to celebrate. I got. I got. I'm like going to be excited I'm, I'm on the plane right home. It should have been the Washington game instead. It was a nightmare. Yeah. They would have won that game. They would have won that game. I'm with you because on that. of Joe Burrow. Yeah, if he threw seventy times. <laughs> I do want I, I do want to leave with this quote because I use it as one of my quotes of note. It was a it was a it was a Zach Taylor special in case you're wondering um, from yesterday. Is it the one you have on your wall? Yeah, Taylor on the effort he saw from his players. It was everything that I ever needed to see from these guys, mm-hmm. and everything I see every day. You're down 19 to 10 in the fourth quarter. The offense hasn't done anything the entire game, but the offense kept grinding and trying to make the plays they're capable of making. You look at it, and the defense got a huge stop. The offense goes down and gets seven points. The defense gets a monster stop there on a backed-up situation. The punt return team gets a huge punt return. Put your offense in position to go out and win the game. And, and it just didn't work out that way. <laughs> yeah. That tells you everything you need to know about these players in this locker room and everything that I see every day and know. They're playing hard for each other, and it's going to turn for us. I know at some point it's going to turn for us. It told him it's frustrating. You're sick to your stomach. It sucks. It's not fun to lose, but we know that the tide is going to turn for us, and we're going to look back on this someday. This is a necessary part of our growth, but we need to get some wins to show for all the work we've put in because it makes it tough. When you finish games like this, man, words of wisdom. Can I from call Zach you Taylor. at some points and put you on speaker and have you read to my child? <laughs> I and can. The, the yeah. infliction of your voice. You like there, that? That's unbelievable. I don't think Zach talked that way. <laughs> you're on the Zoom. We're, we're... That's the thing is, you're going to get that Zach Taylor when he like the end of season meeting. Maybe even today. Yeah. We were right there. We had him. We're close. And we let him off the. Let hook. him off the hook. We're close. Oh, oh, 13 or what? One thirteen and one in one score game. Oh, 12 and one in seven points or less games. We're exactly who we thought we were. We suck. We're close. Mike, don't do this. Leave me be. Please keep me. Oh, my heavens. What the hell? For executive producer Rob Ebel at James Rapine from SI.com, the real quarterback Tony Pike, I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. It's been the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. If you don't love it, I don't know what you think. And thank Jesus, I'm Cincinnati Pimp. C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I-P-I-M-P-I-N. Man, I'm Cincinnati Pimp. C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I-P-I-M-P-I-N. Man, I'm Cincinnati.